One of the best ways to support the FTF podcast is to check out our Patreon over at patreon.com slash finish the fight for exclusive episodes, insights, interviews, and plenty more. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Spartan 117. Anyone hear me? Over. Isolate that signal. Master Chief, you mind telling me what you're doing on that ship? Sir, finishing this fight. Welcome back to Finish the Fight, a Halo podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Reiners. And I'm your host, Alex Kendall. And today we have yet another bonus episode for you. And this one was voted by our amazing patrons. Yeah, it's one I've had on the list because I thought it would just be more of a freeform fun one for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys finally voted for it, which is pretty sweet. But yeah, to, to, for no further ado, we're going to be ranking the Spartan 2s. Yes, definitely something that Alex and I actually have been talking about how we were going to do this for a while and definitely, as you said, kind of have fun with it. Yeah, and and obviously um, all these numbers are canonical. This is the actual ranking that should be there (laughs) because some of these people are garbage and some are great. But no, honestly, it's just a fun thing for us to talk about and for you guys to completely disagree with. Exactly, yeah. Keep in mind that this is our opinion. We're not saying that this Spartan is better than the other, you know, True and true. This is just how we feel. Mm-hmm. So before we start talking about the ranking criteria and the Spartans themselves, let's do a quick, quick history of the Spartan twos. So the Spartan twos were the second class of training and augmentation experiments to fight in the human insurrection civil war. Now, the call to initiate the Spartan two project or generation two of the Orion project started in 2510. Once the Carver findings were examined, showing growing hostility in the outer colonies that would lead to an inevitable civil war. And originally the project would have 300 candidates, but would later be dwindled down to 75 due to budget cuts. We all know that. Mm-hmm. We know how life works. <laughs> you know, you want you want to you want to abduct 300 children. You can only abduct 75. It's a tough. Well, it's even worse. It, it, that wasn't even the first cut. It was down to 150, then 75. I know. And so this would lead to those 75 poor, unfortunate souls around the galaxy being kidnapped and replaced with Flash clones who would die shortly after due to medical complications. The 75 children were only six years old. And then for the next eight years, the Spartans would undergo brutal physical training from Chief Petty Officer Franklin Mendez and extensive academic training from the AI Deja. In 2525, the Spartans would undergo the augmentation procedure with only half of the Spartans making out of the process fit for duty. The other half either died or were reassigned to rudimentary office work for Oni. Some of the Spartans who had died from the augmentation process were eventually rehabilitated and sent back to the front lines. And since 2525, the Spartan twos have fought in the Insurrectionist War, the Human Covenant War, and even post-Human Covenant Wars. Most, if not all, of these Spartans have contributed immensely to all three of these conflicts, turning the tide at almost every point of the war, ensuring humanity's survival, for the most part. 
For the most part, yeah. We're, we're going to dive deep into that a little bit. Yeah, there, there are some Spartans at the end of the day that uh, didn't do much. Which is fine. It's, hey, you did what you had to do. Did it affect everything? No. In that immediate thing, did it help? Maybe. It's kind of like if I were a Spartan. I wouldn't have gotten much done. So. No, you'd only be half the armor. So. <laughs> <laughs> so so how about you go through the ranking criteria, Alex? Yeah, so, so this is the uber-budget version of Brian David Gilbert's Unraveled series. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've ever watched it on Polygon, it's, it's really awesome. He is incredibly talented and super, super smart and just so witty with it. So we're going to do a really garbage version of it. We're going to do that great value version of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is like the Walmart super saver, but it's been in the bin for a while version. <laughs> you know, it looks kind of gross. So we, ranking criteria. This total is going to be at a 50 points, which each category gives them 10. So for the first, we have originality. How do they stand out? This can be anything to armor. You know, what are their special abilities? Are they personable? You know, various aspects that kind of make you think, oh, I know exactly who that is Mm -hmm. when you start to think of their name. And then we have the impact on the human covenant war specifically. So this Mm -hmm. is kind of centered around where a lot of these Spartans have either served or they served a time and died or they died kind of right at the start of it. So I kind of wanted to make it kind of right in that middle sweet spot. And if if you made it through that, great job. You're good. You're good for us. Yeah. And then we have survivability. So a little bit different than the impact. Um, Are they still alive? Mm -hmm. And how did they die? So if you're still alive, great. There's your points. If not, how did you die? And was it, let's say, hero's death? Were you trying Mm -hmm. to save someone? Did you use your armor to blow up some elites? You know, like, what what are your aspects with it? Or did you trip and fall down a hill and break your neck or something? Oh, there's a couple. (laughs) Um, And then uh, lovability. Do they touch our hearts and make us root for them? Mm -hmm. So this kind of goes, in my opinion, a little bit with originality. Like, do I really feel for them? Do I really understand them as a character? Mm -hmm. Is it someone that, like, I could could foresee, like, reading about them, like, oh, that's actually really cool. I could see myself with them sometimes. I could see myself with them, them, drinking a beer with them, you know, something like that. (laughs) And finally, badassery. Do they make you say, hell yeah, and get the blood a-pumping? Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely, I love this list. So, without further ado, let's go into ranking the Spartan 2s. Now, warning, there are some spoilers ahead that, you know, discuss material that we maybe haven't discussed yet. We're covering everything in the order it was released. Yeah, so so we're going to be hinting at some future events, especially like the Thursday Wars, anything with like the Didacts that's kind of be in the future stuff mm-hmm. um, that we'll see later on. I touched on it a little bit just so you get an idea of kind of who they are as a person, mm-hmm. but I'm trying to keep... It is spoiler-free-ish as we can. We're trying to keep it vague enough. Yeah. All right, so so let's start with James005. So James was actually the fifth member in Blue Team, mm-hmm. which I find very interesting because we think Blue Team, we think of those four. But he was actually the fifth one. During a mission over the planet Reach, August 2552, he did get blown into the vacuum of space. We remember that in the fall of Reach. Yes. And it was assumed that he was, you know, he's labeled MIA. It's assumed he's KIA'd. So, you know, as we say, he's a fourth member of Blue Team. He fought the Covenant on Jericho 7 in 2535, and he fought the Covenant on Sigma Octanus 4 in 2552, where he had his left arm burnt from the elbow down by a hunter's blast. I completely forgot about that. I know. So, like, going through this, I kind of reiterate a lot of these characters and, like, oh, yeah, that did happen. So, this mm-hmm. is when they're going to the museum. Yeah, and they're trying yeah. to discover, like, what's there. And those hunters are kind of huddled around this kind of glassy object. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, so he takes a blast, left arm from that elbow, just vaporized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And then he did have it replaced, though. But as I said, he was hit with a needler on his thruster pack, and it threw him out into the void of space. And this lost was, forever. And this was one of our first Spartan deaths. It's not the first, but it's one that like really sticks with you because you're reading like, oh, blue team's doing this in this invasion thing. They're going to this ship, mm-hmm. but you know, gets shot and. Because the other thing with Spartans as well, you know, they're made for ground. Mm. You know, they're not, they're, they even talk about, you know, they hate space, they hate anti-gravity stuff. So to have like a space death of just spinning out, mm-hmm. that sucks. Yeah. So f- let's, let's go down to now, the, this is going to be the first time we, we rank one of the Spartans. So originality, a three. Importance, a three. Y- you can say that he was part of Blue Team, but at the end of the day, there's nothing he did that specifically that that was important that, that turned any tide of the war like mm-hmm. yes he was part of it yes he was assisting the mission that kind of helped take apart this ship uh that blue team originally went to go take care of mm-hmm. but at the end of the day it, he didn't really add much to it mm-hmm. now survivability three he he went out uh pretty nonchalantly yeah he it wasn't cool or badass how he died lovability Two. We didn't really know the guy. No. We, I mean, we knew, like, the, the little traits that he was a big Spartan. Mm-hmm. Like, he was part <laughs> of Blue Team. You know, that's that's kind of about it, unless you want to read between the lines of a lot of the stuff that's in uh, Fall of Reach of him. Mm-hmm. That's about it. And then Badassery, six. He did get his arm blown off, he and got, then he did get saying. an arm. Got his arm blown off, got a new mm-hmm. arm. You know, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and in total of that, so that gives him a 17 out of 50. So, mm-hmm. Starting off a little lower on the scale with him. A little lower. Not the lowest. I'll tell you, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> um, but and, and to let you guys know, we're going to go in Spartan service record numerical order. Mm-hmm. Some of these that are mixed in will be higher scores. Some will be lower scores. Some are not available depending on how much we know about them. Mm-hmm. But we'll kind of take that on. And so our next one is Jai, 006. Mm-hmm. And Jai was a member of Great Team. Yep. Or still is a member of Great Team, I should say. And during the Spartan training program, he, along with Adriana 111, repeatedly escaped. Mm-hmm. I remember she she had like a lock pick in her tongue to like pick some locks to get out. They would constantly escape, make their way back, and would finally, I guess, make their way back to the program. But mm-hmm. at one point, he did ask Dr. Halsey if he could just leave. Like, he's, I'm done. I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. And she said, yeah, you you can, but just to let you know, this drug we have to make you take... For kids like you, it's going to wipe your memory. Like, there's there's adverse side effects. Like, it's terrible. Uh, that's like, uh, oh, we're sending your dog to that farm for old dogs. That's yes. kind, of the, kind of the equivalent. And that's, and that's pretty much it. And so he, he goes, all right, fine, never mind. I'll just escape again. But Adriana, who had kind of turned, you know, had a change of heart for the program is like no we mm-hmm. should actually stay mm-hmm. so she's the one who keeps him there they eventually get introduced to mike 120 or 120 who we're gonna learn about a little bit later but still a pelican mm-hmm. pretty cool badass little kid um, and they form great team and jai becomes great team leader even though the other two never see it that way mm-hmm. um, he is there and then for those you don't know great team operates behind enemy lines mm-hmm. they're almost like a rogue spartan section that really only responds to kind of Oni and Admiral requests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just love killing stuff. Who doesn't? Yeah. And the one time we really have seen them thus far is they were the ones who helped the people of the rubble fight back against the Covenant and the Kigar that were there and help move that giant asteroid. Mm-hmm. And so for me, when I thought originality, I thought it was pretty cool. One, to have a great team. Mm-hmm. And that we see Spartans trying to escape. When we're reading The Fall of Reach and kind of the Spartan program... 
everyone's kind of doing their thing. Someone mm-hmm. might be better or worse, but no, this was like, no, we want, we want out of this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, gave him a five for that. Um, as far as the impact being great team and going behind enemy lines, taking care of plenty of targets that otherwise you couldn't do, give him an eight. Mm-hmm. I thought it was very important for that program. Survivability, they're still here, kind of. You know, they were in stasis for a bit with an elite that we'll eventually learn, but they're here. They get 10. Loveability, Jai, kind of a, kind of a dick. Kind of a dick and also kind of a blank slate. Yeah. yeah he's kind of boring. He's, he's a leader character. He's mm-hmm. like your traditional kind of, I'm the leader, this is what I do. No nonsense, yeah, nothing and, like that. And his thing, too, is like, I don't want to help the insurrectionists. I don't like them. But, you know, once again, it took Adriana to kind of change a heart for him to, mm-hmm. to stay there. Yeah. And so he gets a three for that lovability, but badassery, being part of great team and being a killing machine, gets an eight. For a total score of 34 out of 50. See, we're coming up. We're, we're doubling the last score. So. Well, you know, they're still alive, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now we have Lee 008. Lee is a master at hand-to-hand combat and zero-gravity combat. Mm-hmm. So early on, you know, they're kind of like, this guy is cool. But though he did survive the fall of Reach, he would get killed very soon after when they were on the outside of a Covenant cruiser battle carrier whatever class you want to call it don't call me out on it yeah uh, he was he was uh hit in the back with a plasma blast well yeah because it, it was one of the basically like a, a plasma streak from another ship mm-hmm. basically just vaporized a couple of these spartans that were up there they were trying because because john was part of this whole group and plenty of others but unfortunately lee was one of i believe three or four that were pretty much vaporized at that point mm-hmm. yeah so he was part of Red Team, you know, and as we said, he had trained extensively with microgravity equipment and martial arts in the UNSC Extreme Conditions Facility on Chiron in orbit around Mars. He had fought with John 117 and the rest of Blue Team to protect the Commonwealth. And during the fall of Reach, placed in Team Gamma with Grace 093 and Anton 044, who were tasked with rescuing Vice Admiral Danforth Whitcomb. Now, while defending the Gettysburg Ascendant Justice, he was killed, as we said, by a plasma that had streamed across the hull. So now let's let's rank him. Originality five. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the martial arts expert thing for me was pretty big. Like, having a Spartan who's trained in anti-gravity and martial arts, mm-hmm. that was kind of an interesting combo for an elite group that hates space. Ironically, he died in zero <laughs> combat, so he kind of sucked. Mm. Yeah, and that's why, you know, his um, importance, he didn't do too terribly much because he went out very quickly mm-hmm. when it came to defending the Gettysburg. He also, you know, survivability, too. I think that's more for the irony. I think it's more for the irony right there. It's like... You're in zero G. You should have just karate chopped it in two. <laughs> I don't know, man. And then you got lovability four. He was an interesting character. I, he was there, like I said. I'd say four is low if you say interesting. <laughs> he was interesting. Ten. It was interesting. Need a four. <laughs> <laughs> and then badassery. Five. Once again, Lee is saved by the martial arts and anti grab training. <laughs> this is where the originality and badassery kind of. Bumps him up and ends up giving him an 18 out of 50. Yeah, 18 out of 50. So once again, we're kind of climbing back down. Mm -hmm. But then, see, I like that you're taking all these stinkers apparently in order, (laughs) which is great. Because then we have Naomi, 010. And in January 2553, she was assigned to Kilo 5, which is a highly covert intelligence unit under the command of Captain Saren Osman, who we will learn about later. Mm -hmm. Naomi is the daughter of Stefan Sensky who became an insurgent and terrorist after her disappearance, which I thought was very interesting that 
whenever she was flash cloned, the clone died pretty quickly and the dad started to figure out that it was a flash clone mm. and like grew this contempt and hate for the UNSC and so became an insurrectionist leader. Ironic. I know. And so so when she first started out, she served alongside Gold Team. She was deployed to board and capture a Covenant warship orbiting the planet uh, Nether- Netherorp. Netherorp. A lot of the Spartans, this is kind of their first mission mm-hmm. to go take care of. So she was part of Gold Team for that. So she ended up, didn't had a really quiet record as far as stories of her during the Human Covenant War. She had an easy ride. She, yeah, she, she was just, she kicked back, honestly. Lazy. You know how it is. Survived the Human Covenant War and... Like we said before, with Captain uh, Saren Osmond kind of bringing her on this covert mission with Kilo 5, she captured a Sanghealy eavesdropper, just like hand-to-hand how dare, chokehold. How dare he listen in? Yeah, and so so they, they <laughs> were tasked, Kilo 5 has a whole long story, but they're basically tasked with starting this kind of Sanghealy uprising mm-hmm. to kind of keep the elites away from humans. Yeah. To kind of bring them back. Yeah. That's a giant, giant summary of Kilo 5. <laughs> but there you go. Spoilers. Yeah. Now I don't have to read it. There, yeah, there you go. So with Naomi, I gave the originality a five. Once again, her story was interesting a lot because of her father. Mm-hmm. Uh, because in Kilo 5 kind of story of it, she does go and and learns that her father is an insurrectionist leader. Because mm-hmm. she didn't, obviously she didn't know until she like kind of knew her family again. And so she actually takes time and she wants to learn who her father is. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. As for the impact, a seven. She survived the war. She plays a huge role after it. Yeah. Kind of helping the humanity in and of itself. Survivability of 10. Mm-hmm. You know, she kicked back, ate some Doritos, and then was like, oh, I got to go on a mission now <laughs> after the war's over. Lovability. I thought it was very interesting and touching that, once again, she wants to visit her family. She wants to kind of revisit those those situations. She, end up, she ends up figuring out who Captain Saren Osmond actually is and kind of appreciates that. Mm-hmm. You know, deals with it in herself. And then badassery. Right, right along the middle five. She's a cool Spartan. She does some cool stuff for like this covert mission, but not anything to kind of make you be like, yes, that's that's really who yeah, I want. Yeah. So overall, giving her a score of thirty three out of fifty. All right, and then we have Leon O eleven, who is a commando and member of Omega Team. Now, so so we're in the the land of Halo Wars now, correct? I believe so, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You know, formed Omega Team with Robert O25 in August 099, and Omega Team defended many colony worlds that were threatened by the Covenant, survived the Human Covenant War, and specializes in close-quarter combat and uses a custom energy sword. Because that's pretty cool. Because why not? Because right? why not? So, originality, four. Eh. Four with a custom energy sword? Now see here's Come on. here's no keep going on. Originally is a four. He's he's a basic Spartan. Right. That 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 gives it to you. Now I I think I, basic should be five though. No 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 no. All right. I gave some right. people lower. I I threw the <laughs> I I gave him the sword in the badassery rank. All right all right because uh, importance we have a six survivability ten mm-hmm. loveability three and then badassery six. Yeah for for a lot of these characters where you're kind of going through the throws and the motions of just kind of what their story is. Love ability, I'm kind of like, yeah, they're there. Mm-hmm. You know, but so that gave him a total score of... 29 out of 50. So it's over half. Over half, they're, I mean... They're, they're an achiever. That's uh, that's borderline a failing grade right there. At least here in the U.S. I think it's different in the U.K. You know, you do what you got to do to get by. <laughs> you do what you got to do. Um, which is what Kirk, 
018 did. So Kirk 018 was a Spartan conscript that was crippled by the augmentation process in 2525. So he fully failed it. His body ended up getting stuck into a neutral buoyancy gel with, I believe, one other Spartan. So basically, it's just a gel that, like, it's like a stasis gel. It just keeps you centered. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like one of those float float tanks that Rogan always talks about. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so you basically have just like a sweet float tank. Um, but the one thing that came about within Halsey's journals is that she said that she has hopes and an idea on how to restructure his bones to make him not crippled. So it's basically be a full osteo... I don't want to say osteoporosis. Full osteoporosis comes through. It's a full osteo procedure mm-hmm. that would, because we've seen Soren, mm-hmm. so we kind of know Soren's like this hunchback in Notre Dame, terrifying monster. So, <laughs> so pretty much what happened to him has happened to Kirk, obviously to a much debilitating sense. And Halsey's kind of like, I can fix you. Hasn't yet. I could, I could put you in the front lines. Yeah. So you can die later just roll, for me. Just roll the tank down. We're good. <laughs> so unfortunately with this, I can't give a score. So this is mm-hmm. one of the characters that we're not going to have a score for. Um, they we, did, know, we know too little. We know too little. They didn't make it through the process and, and didn't do anything actually after the process. So mm-hmm. no score. Yeah. So then we move on to Saren 019, who's commander in chief of the Office of Naval Intelligence and hearing the role from Admiral Margaret Parangoski after the end of the Human Covenant War. Now, she did not successfully complete the augmentation process, but retained the genetic and biomechanical enhancements, but not the skeletal. Mm -hmm. Now, Oni took her when she was only 14 years old. Repaired her and put her on Oni Commander's program. That kind of reminds me of like the intro to Robot Chicken. It's like <laughs> yes. grabbed her, yep. like repaired, and just like stuck some parts in her. And like, <laughs> yeah. So basically, did you know any any of the things that the augmentation process kind of failed with? Mm-hmm. Oni somehow knows how to reverse it all. It's Oni. Why not? Exactly. So she was also handpicked by Admiral Margaret Parangoski to be her successor. Now, she also led Kilo 5 with a mission to ensure a Zanghili insurgency to keep the elites from threatening humanity. Mm -hmm. And she holds the rank of Admiral, highest of all the Spartans. Mm -hmm. So this is, like we said before, Captain Saren Osman. So she adopted Osman as her name, kind of like, I, I love that Oni, instead of getting rid of any of the first name, they go, you now have a last name. And then all the other Spartan Tuesday. It's almost I have like, no idea who this is. Yeah, all of a sudden it's like, who are you? You have a last name. It's almost like if a, you know the T-Rex looks at you and you stand still. Yeah. And you go invisible. They're like, who is this person? Yeah, I don't know who they are. We see like three or four other times when we have either people who failed out or switched over to Oni. They just give them a last name. <laughs> and it's like probably... Uh, and, Kurt and, had that. Yeah, Kurt was on the spot. Yeah. Kurt was like, oh, uh, this is what you're called now. All right, so when it comes to originality, Saren got a seven. Importance, she got an eight. Mm-hmm. I, you know, leader of Oni, uh, they they might be some not nice people, but they've also done some good things. Yeah, and, and for a, a quote-unquote washout to now head it, I mean, that's pretty big. Mm-hmm. Now, survivability is an eight. Now, now I, I did say earlier that if they survive the Human Covenant War, mm-hmm. it's a ten. However, she's not a Spartan. Ah, uh, loophole. So if she trips down the stairs, loophole. she might die. <laughs> so if if people can trip down stairs, not a 10. Now, lovability, three, because she's Oni. She's Oni. She's cold. Like, she's she's like Parangowski. Like, mm-hmm. that's, if, if you've listened to the audiobook or read some of the first books, you know Parangowski. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And then badassery, six. Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty cool that, you know, she still kept a lot of those genetic modifications, mm-hmm. you know, rose from being what a lot of people would see as like, I failed this, but she's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to head this. And, and Oni brought her on, mm-hmm. groomed her, and now she leads, you know, covert ops to basically secure humanity and make sure that it stays safe. Mm-hmm. Yep, that gives her 32 out of 50. Yeah, and so that is our first... Spartan, non-Spartan. Mm-hmm. That's kind of you know, it's got a score. Well, with let's it. let's also clarify: it's people who you know we were introduced to them or we know of them because they were at one point or another in the Spartan Two program. Correct. They they at least were I will say th- thought of for the program because we do have one mm-hmm. character who did not even go through it but mm-hmm. still achieved a number. Yeah. So Saren's great. Daisy, on the other hand, a little bit different. So Daisy O two three, we met first in her beautiful anime portrayal and she actually escaped after a few weeks with several other spartan after their augmentation and so so she escaped and wanted to go back to her family Mm -hmm. and we see it in there and we see that she actually meets up with her clone Mm -hmm. which i believe is the first time visually we ever see it yeah Um, i think ever see a clone yes and so caesar clone and they all kind of had I don't want to say a plan, but like in their minds, an idea I'm gonna kill this clone, take my rightful place. Type well, what, thing. yeah. Well, I think it was like spur of the moment mm-hmm. because I think they just thought they were gonna go back to their families. And yeah, because then... they didn't know about the flash cloning process, mm-hmm. so it was like a fight or flight process. Mm-hmm. And so she actually drew on it. The clone, weirdly enough, in the anime, like they do, is like, "Oh, hello, how are you? Hi, friend. Yeah, how are you doing? I had dreams about you. Here's a bear." <laughs> and so, <laughs> so. She she gets this little bear keychain, which she has a kid, so it's kind of like the same with a Flash clone. Mm-hmm. And did kill her. Ends up going back, goes through the full Spartan training, gets her Mjolnir armor. I think she got, like, really close quarters combat or something uh, armor. Yeah. She got some something pretty crazy. So, something cool. I can't remember the, the exact armor, but I always thought that was cool that they threw that in there. Yeah, and, it, it's, and it really played out well because she did attempt to help and save this unit, and then she met up again with some of the... Uh, Ralph. Ralph, thank you. She met, you know, these people. Met with Ralph again. And mm-hmm. Ralph, we'll learn about in a bit, um, who's actually with as a Marine, um, who was actually going through the program previously. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the Pelican they were escaping on that Ralph and the Marines got onto was detonated by fuel rod cannons, mm-hmm. and she died to a measly needler shot to the chest. Yeah, well, it was three total. She got, mm. like, three, two exploded, one didn't, uh, the bear didn't save her. She's trying to lasso it, I see. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so, so overall, with Daisy, I gave her originally a seven. I, it was different. We see that she has a personality. She mm-hmm. was able to go see her clone. She has some sweet Call of Duty charms mm-hmm. on her armor, which we don't see really yeah. anywhere else. Uh, basically, we're ranking is: Did you have a Legends short about you? No. <laughs> yeah. Next. You know, exactly. Visually, can I see something cool with you? And and obviously, mm-hmm. with it helps to actually have it visually, but it does stick out when you're talking about Daisy. You know exactly who she is. You know the kind of backstory behind her, and it's the first time that we're actually seeing the story of someone. One escape, mm-hmm. and two go visit their their family and things like that. So I thought mm-hmm. that was just really interesting. As for importance, a three. She really didn't have a huge impact in the war. No. Um. She actually caused people to die. They could have flew away without her. Yeah. I blame her. <laughs> um. Survivability of three. She made it through the Spartan program. She came back. She didn't kill her clones. Like mentally, she still survived herself. I guess. Mm-hmm. Still died. Love ability six. I. We see her story. 
Mm-hmm. And and you feel for her like she's met herself basically, mm-hmm. who stole her life, kind of. Yeah, inadvertently stole her life. Yeah, and, and and you see her accept that kind of repentance by taking that bear charm and like wearing it with her, and not killing her clone, shooting it in the face. Yeah, because there's uh, others who did. And badassery across the board of five. I thought it was- I, I think that's a little low, man. She did some cool stuff in that short. I mean, she did. But I would say backflipping 20 foot in the air. Yeah, I gave it because she was doing some cool pistol shots upside down with a needle explosion in her chest. But I think that's low, my friend. Hey, what what would you say? Agree to disagree. I'd say seven. I'd say seven. All right. You know what? I'll compromise six. Okay. Okay. We'll bump it up a little bit. Uh, Okay. And they'll give her a final score of 25 out of 50. Flat across the board. Flat across the board. All right. I'll take that. All right. Now we have Robert 025. And, of course, he is, we, we mentioned, he is a part of the Omega team mm-hmm. that was formed with Leon 011 in August 099. And, you know, as we said before, Omega team had defended many colony worlds that were threatened by the Covenant. And he survived the Human Covenant War. A, a character we don't know too terribly much about, but yes. we know enough that we can give him a rank. Yes, I was going to say, like, with these characters you're going to see with Omega and a couple of these other teams that we just see kind of grouped together, mm-hmm. they're going to be pretty similar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so originality, four. You know, Spartans in and of themselves are original concept, but amongst the crowd, not so much. Mm-hmm. Uh, importance, six. Omega team's done some good stuff over the years. Survivability, 10. They did it. Lovability, 3. We don't know nothing really about you, bud. Not a character to it. It's just kind of a shell that you play. Also, if you wanted to say hateability, also a 3. Because again, we don't know anything about you. It's true. Badassery, 3. Because once again, we we don't know much. Mm -mm. You could have just not been that cool. We don't know. So that gives us a final score of 26 out of 50, which somehow ranked higher than Daisy. So I was going to say, come on. Ranked higher because he survived. His survivability is a 10. Uh, so, okay, so, I'll give you that. I'll so this is that. where it is. So he's he made it through. We got to give it to that. Yeah, survivability is a, is a 10. And now we go to a character everyone wants to know about. That's a complete joke. It's Riz, <laughs> 028. So Riz, all we kind of know thus far is that... It's one of the new characters in the new Halo series coming out mm-hmm. on Showtime, where we'll see John, Kai125, and Vanak134. There you go. That's it. <laughs> so so a new Spartan coming out. Pretty exciting. We'll get more, obviously, in 2022? 2021? 21, I think. I was about to say, 22. Hey, if you've got to push back. If you got, got Cyberpunk 277 <laughs> in, you know how you got to do. Um, so no score. A uh, new Spartan coming out, uh, no score. Hopefully, we'll give that a high score. Yeah. Ooh, we'll see. Yeah, may- maybe maybe revisit this just a minute after the TV show airs so yeah. we can, like, place them in there. But yes. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So now we have Joshua 029. So Joshua 029, on multiple occasions, he had led the Spartan 2s on several missions, and he was an electronics expert. Mm-hmm. As cool or not cool as that may be, I don't know yet. He had a close relationship with Kelly 087, Fred 104, and John 117. Now, he was a gold team leader as early as 2526 and had also led red team in 2535 on Jericho 7. He served as the red team leader during the Battle of Sigma Octanus 4 and during the Fall of Reach served with Fred and Kelly on Team Alpha. They were there to destroy the Covenant landing zones. Mm-hmm. And he had piloted a Banshee to deliver tactical nukes into the grav lift of the Covenant cruiser but took the fire to his Banshee and died under the nuclear explosion. Yeah, so 
uh, Joshua is another sad story that we, I believe, see in the first comic that we read. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's a, an interesting character introduced to it. You know, he basically went with uh, Kelly and Fred uh, to deal with this landing site. And it was pretty cool. They're flying around their banshees doing some stuff. Yeah, because we first saw him in First Strike. Mm-hmm. And they were going to, like I said, take care of this landing zone where Covenant were dropping in all this excavation equipment and all this other stuff. And unfortunately, on like his escape route, you know, took fire and the banshees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, gone from there. Mm-hmm. Well, MIA from there. <laughs> of, of course. So originality. Five F- falls falls across the board. Yeah, some personality, but, you know, and being an electronics expert mm-hmm. and kind of having like being able to help rig up the bombs and pilot a banshee mm-hmm. and like have some good times with the you know the core crew. <laughs> and then we have importance of four because he did do some things, but you know, there's not a lot to know whether or not he did anything else important. So survivability three. He didn't. He he wasn't cool enough when he died. He didn't do anything important when he died. It was post I mean, doing. Something yeah, they already cool. put the thing in. You know, it just kind of fell. Mm, didn't make it. <laughs> Lovability four. All right, and I'd even rank him a little lower, maybe even a three, but we'll stick with four. Badassery six. Uh, he you know can rig up a cool Walkman or something, and then uh, <laughs> yeah, successfully that's, that's there uh, rig a bomb and drop that. So overall, that gives. Joshua 029, a 22 out of 50. So, dropping a little bit. Dropping a little bit. About to drop a lot. Because we've got uh, Vin 030. And she was one of the few to survive the fall of Reach originally. She was assigned to Red Team under Frederick. She was wounded. So, if you remember, there was this pelican that had a bunch of Red Team in it mm-hmm. that was, was dropping them off. Unfortunately, Pelican Bravo 1 was going down. So, they had to make mm-hmm. this kind of hot drop. And so, she... Landed and suffered a torn deltoid muscle, three broken fingers, and a herniated disc. So she's just like an old man now. <laughs> uh, so luckily she's able to kind of deal with those injuries, seal them up best she can, mm-hmm. and help secure Castle Base. And after discovery of the kind of Forerunner complex mm-hmm. and their need to escape from there, Vin disappears after detonating charges to cover the Spartans' tracks. I completely forgot about this part. This is a cool episode. I'm remembering a lot of things I forgot from some of the previous books. Yeah, and just just kind of some of the characters that obviously you read or listened to, mm-hmm. and you just kind of like, oh, okay, that's another Spartan that was there. Yeah. And now you're kind of getting them. Unfortunately, I'm going to throw uh, Vin into the bus a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Originality, I gave her a two. She's kind of cookie cutter as it comes. She's there. I mean, she suffers different injuries than people, so that's kind of original. Importance one. She covered up the Spartans' tracks. You don't think that's important at all? Yeah, with one other Spartan, though. Uh, Not by herself. Yeah, but then are you going to give him one? But it's the importance to the the Human Covenant War. Uh, okay, okay, okay. I, so she I, did, I she, keep derailing from Yeah, so, so this is to the war, the war effort in and of itself. Survivability of two. Um, <laughs> fortunately died, or MIA. Loveability of two. Never... I mean, we got some lines from her in the book, but not enough for you to be like, I really cared that yeah. the character died. You don't hear that, and you're like, oh, what a line. Yeah, or like, oh, no, she's dead. You're just like, well, that's cool. See you. Bad Ashery, too. I mean, she did stay behind to kind of detonate those things. That's about it. Um, I would have bumped that up. I would have bumped that up. All right, so, so, so her staying behind to do a charge is more badass than a dude who takes a machine gun and sprints through and then steals a wraith and then swings the tide of a battle on Harvest, which we will get to. Uh, But, alas, with Vin 030, I give her a 9 
out of 50. Vin has the lowest score so far. Mm-hmm. So, uh, the official score. We, we're not counting the, the you know, uh, ones we could not score. Yes. Just an FYI. Now we have Auto 031. So, we've been pretty familiar with Auto lately mm-hmm. because Auto was part of black team mm-hmm. and you know of course auto is is black three and we know that from the comic you see that on the visor oh it's great it makes it so much easier mm-hmm. yeah so as we all know part of black team had a love affair with margaret during training so survived the yanme prison injured and rescued by black two yeah so i'm just gonna call i'm just gonna call it an entire thing that they did just the yanme A prison yeah just to let you guys know that first conflict that we get them in is it in evolutions? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just going to call it Yanmei Prison. Yeah. Because that's what it is. Yeah, the, the Yanmei serial killer prison. But yeah. Yep. <laughs> also survived skirmishes on line installation one through four, working with the Covenant also to rescue the captors. Yeah, so it's, it's the story that we hear about within, what was the comic that we were just Bloodline. In? Bloodline, thank you. So it's Bloodline. Yeah, so it's, it's the one um, within Bloodline that we saw. So we, I can also just say with this Bloodline comic. Yeah, Bloodline. You if know, you've been listening so far, you know what we're talking about. Yeah, so survive Bloodline. Um, and then, so this is a spoiler coming up. Skip ahead like five seconds if you don't want to hear it. Um, unfortunately, along with the rest of Team Black, was killed by the Erd Didek on Installation 3 because of Master Chief. I haven't read Escalation or Initiation, which one that happens in. I will say how they go out is so lame. Yes. Because they just find them decapitated. Like, come on. Yeah, because basically what happens is, from the speculation of it, is Master Chief sent him through the portal, mm-hmm. and he landed there, and they were just like, poke, poke, poke. What is this thing? And then he gets out He's of like, his, ah! Yeah, and just kills him. So, yeah. unfortunate end. This is probably longer than five seconds. Skip ahead some more. <laughs> unfortunate <laughs> end of Black Team. But... Otto, what a, what a guy. I mean, originality, six. I agree to disagree. I'd give that, like, I think all black teams pretty unique for the most part, but we'll just go with six. Uh, importance, a 10. How so? They have destroyed a monitor and basically saved an entire area that was going to be invaded by the Covenant. But there was no no humans left on there. Th- or no, there were humans. Is is that good? Is, are you saying that that they, towards they, the overall <clears throat> war? I'm saying that what they did within Bloodlines saved hundreds, if not thousands, of ships from decimating to a graveyard. All right, all right, touche. All right, so survivability a nine. Uh, almost made it. Survived everything else, but the didact but is unfo- yeah. And unfortunately, I still gave him a nine because I guess I did say they did survive the war, but they did survive the war. But they're also, unfortunately, spoiler, dead now. Mm-hmm. Lovability, a three. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. Okay, okay. Badassery, a seven. That gives old Auto 031 a total of 35 out of 50. Yeah. So it's it's our first intro to Black to Team Black. Mm-hmm. Um, next we have Samuel 034. Mm-hmm. And Samuel, if you remember from the Fall of Reach, he was kind of noted as the tallest and strongest of the Spartan twos. Mm-hmm. He was kind of second in command for Blue Team and kind of really looked up to John. You know, is it it a really interesting character that was that was put in there and he was kind of the OG Blue team with John, Kelly, Linda, Fred. Mm-hmm. He was kind of known as an explosive expert, kind of make a bomb out of out of anything and kind of diffuse whatever he needed to do. MacGyver. I yeah. like it. I like it. It's a good MacGyver. And he was he participated in the first Spartan 2 mission, which if you remember was Operation Talon, mm-hmm. which was where they 
went and had to capture that insurrectionist leader whose mm-hmm. name escapes me right now. The, Sorry, people. The dude they had to upside down through an elevator shoot stuff through? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That guy. And then during the battle on the Unrelenting, Sam suffered a severe plasma burn protecting John. So he like jumped mm-hmm. up. Kid Yar, I think, shot a plasma pistol at him. No. And, yeah, and just like basically tore through his, so, mm-hmm. his suit. And so the idea of this mission was, was to plant a nuke, leave, blow up the ship. Mm-hmm. So Sam... I was kind of like, hey guys, I I can't leave. Yeah, and I think it was it was either Kelly or Linda and John were kind of like, oh, well, let's give us your armor, let's figure this out. And he's like, no, go. Mm-hmm. I've got this. You need to go. And unfortunately, with this, Sam becomes the first casualty of the Spartan twos and kind of plagues John. I think pretty much for the rest of his kind of career of like, I can't save them all, mm-hmm. and we and we will have to lose a Spartan. Every now and again, but yeah, or like we can, we can defeat the covenant, but at a great cost. Exactly. Because that was the thing is John's like the covenant can be killed because mm-hmm. this was the first time where humanity had kind of fought back and blown up a ship. Mm-hmm. And, and so did really well at that. So for originality, give Sam a four. He's the tallest, the strongest OG blue team. Mm-hmm. We get to know him really early on. And the importance is the three. I mostly give him that because it kind of gives that courage that John pushes out that like, Hey, the Covenant can't be killed. Mm-hmm. We can do that. Survivability of three. He made it through the Spartan program. I mean, he did that. <laughs> um, loveability of seven. You got to love this guy. Mm-hmm. Stays behind. He's like, no, go. I will I will be here. You guys need to go on and do this. Mm-hmm. And was just like, you know, like second in command. Really cool dude. Badassery of five. Took a plasma burn. Stays behind detonated bomb. No, he's going to die. So a five is good to you. A five is a good? A five's great. Five's great. No one gets a 10 in badassery. What do you got to do to even get an eight? Be the next character. (laughs) And so overall with this, I go ahead and give him a full 22 out of 50. Mm -hmm. All right. Now let's move on to Randall 037, who was commissioned as an officer of the Colonial Guard on the outer colony planet of Cedra and may not know this is a former Spartan, too. That's why he's on the list. Mm-hmm. So he was the one that attempted to stop Soren 066 and an insurrectionist, Parch. I still love that name, Parch. <laughs> I love there's a T in there. for like, like it's, it's it, You're parched, but like, partich. <laughs> <laughs> so he stopped Soren and Parch from breaking into a lab within the Reach Fleet Com military complex and participated in 59 battles before going MIA in the Battle of Vodin in 2532 and fell from a skyhook into the ocean. Yeah, so he's kind of like hooked up to the ship, kind of fell through and would have died mm-hmm. if he landed, kind of like some of these other Spartans, even just from that pelican. But luckily there was an ocean, you know, one of those bodies of waters there usually are around. Mm, yeah. So and kinda, uh, survived the fall. Kind of worked out. He lived with the survivors for a decade or so and then finally married a colonist. Mm, and And... He changed his name up, so as as you do in mm-hmm. this world, instead of changing your first name, you just give yourself a last name. So he went by Randall Aiken. Good old Randall Aiken. So, yeah, he then would go on to refuse to rejoin the UNSC, but he did, though, eventually agree to join up with Oni only if they would uh, reverse his Spartan augmentations. He worked with Jameson Locke. <laughs> To protect Cedra, eventually joining Locke at Oni after his daughter had died. Now, during his mission to Alpha Shard, Randall Aiken stayed behind to activate a nuke and destroy the bioweapon, saving Locke and Private Tathila Macer. So, to take this back a little bit, to justify my numbers, you're going to read and you're going to hate him. 
He's bad. Are, he's badass. What are these numbers? If so, you, if you go watch Nightfall, and then this will change. Actually, maybe not. He was kind of a cool character in that. I no, he's him. a cool character. Everyone sucks in that. I, I liked him. He was cool because of a few things. One, this thing where like he saved Locke and Mercer because he's like, okay, I'm gonna stay behind with this this nuke. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, 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 we're gonna draw straws like they did in 18th century pirate times. Yeah, it's, I, yeah. <laughs> you do eeny, meeny, miny, mo at yeah. that part. And so, you know, he did the thing where it's like, all right, we'll draw straws, and like he took his daughter's necklace. He kept it because she died of an of an infection, but he loved her. And he pulls off these beads. He's like, there's one red one. There's two white ones. Mm-hmm. And they and then he goes, all right, Marster, you go. All right, Locke, you go. Oh, you guys both drew white. Guess I'm staying. Mm-hmm. There was three white beads in there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I think that's why I, you know, I, I gave him this score. I, I thought it was it was awesome that he survived this whole time. One is a Spartan. Then is like, I don't want to do this. I just want to live mm-hmm. my life. But then to save the people and to kind of do what he was trained as a Spartan to do mm-hmm. ends his life that way. That yeah. was a cool story. Arc. All right, all right. And so for that, like that's why I gave him originality eight. It's one of the ones that we're seeing that was a Spartan, mm-hmm. went MIA, kind of like Kurt does, but does it like on his own terms? He like yeah, it was like an accident. Yeah, and and just like all right, I'm I'm done with this lifestyle. I don't want UNSC. But then you know his his wife dies during childbirth, and you know his approach is like all right, let's save your colony. All right, never mind, just join Oni and let's go save the universe type thing. Mm-hmm. Also with Nightfall, that's where we see one of my uh, favorite Doctor Who rip-off aliens. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> Total aside. Important Seven, obviously fought in the war, fought to protect this planet, and destroyed this bioweapon that would have kind of, you know, suffered with humanity. Mm-hmm. Survivability in Eight, he obviously does die. And he's not a Spartan anymore, but he survived his fall from space, survived all mm-hmm. his years. Loveability Six, like I said, more of that kind of family aspect of like... Wanting to be with his family, wanting to save those people, mm-hmm. and sacrifices himself and badassery and eight because he blows up that bomb and surprises a fall from space. All I'm saying is, you gave old Samuel a little less on that, and he detonated a bomb too. Did he survive a fall from space? All right, all right, all right. <laughs> so, all right. so out of this, you know, from from a character that's a little more complex than your traditional Spartan, of kind of we're seeing a lot of aspects of more mm-hmm. that, that emotional and kind of like fighting your mental side of it. I gave him a 37 out of 50. Ooh. Go ahead and at Is me. Is that our highest rank Go yet, ahead son? at me on that. Oh, I'm man. fine. No, oh, man. Randall's up there for me. He was somehow in the worst live action thing that we've seen from Halo yet. Oh, he hey. Somehow gave hey, baby. Him we the got highest score. We got a year to see if he, that changes. <laughs> <laughs> well, now let's move on to Isaac O39 who was a friend of Vin 030. So was assigned to Red Team during the fall of Reach under Fred 104, helped secure Castle Base. So, you know, after everyone discovered that foreigner complex, Vin and Isaac disappeared after detonating the charges to cover the Spartans' tracks. So originality, two, kind of a blank slate. Importance, a one. Survivability, a two. They survived... Uh, 27 years in the war, though. Yeah, but not to, like, any of our knowledge of doing anything cool. True. So, like, I'm, I'm rating these not based on the years that they're kind of going through, but what mm-hmm. we've known about them and kind of how what they did in the war that we know of. So then we have Lovability 2 and Badassery 2 giving poor Isaac 039 a 9 out of 50. Should have done more. 
<laughs> and then we now also have Douglas 042. And Douglas was originally killed off. We we learned later on, I think in more recent years, that all of Red Team that we see in, in Halo Wars and Halo Wars 2, they did die during the augmentation process, but they were eventually revived and brought back into service. So, you know, they participated fighting the the battle against the Covenant, would make sure that the Covenant would not get their hands on those Forerunner fleets, along with the second battle at the uh, Ark. So I, th- I think, you know, Red Team has been very important to the Human Covenant works. As I said, if they would have gotten their hands on that Forerunner fleet, humanity would have been dust very, very quickly. So with that being said, originality, Douglas gets a five. Because for the most part, Douglas is, is kind of a blank slate, you know, doesn't have too many lines. All right, so just so that you guys know, most of those other things were mine. And then when Jesse gets two, he's kind of a blank slate. He gets a five. I don't think five is a good score. Five is a good score. Five is getting halfway up there. If he's a blank right. slate, it's like a two. Right. Importance, I feel, is an eight, as I said, because they helped in the battle that ultimately saved humanity, you know, in that conflict survivability anyone who died and has come back to life gets an automatic 11 from us so 11 lovability five badassery and eight with an overall 35 out of 50 score yeah way too high i'll accept it though all right all right i'll accept it for now for now (laughs) so then we have will 043 who was assigned to Red Team during the fall of Reach under Fred. He helped secure Castle Base, like most of the Spartans did. Ended up surviving Reach, escaping on a spirit to the captured Ascendant Justice. Designated as Blue Five, he served in Operation First Strike. Mm. And he was one of the ones that was deployed to Earth to Havana, Cuba. And I think he was one of the original ones that's kind of like walking around and then like runs into brutes and is like, uh, hey, <laughs> what's up? And gets into the combat, Whoops. and, you know, they take care of them, and it's it's beautiful. And then on Onyx, during the battle, when they kind of go through all that crazy kind of forerunner structure that they find with the mm-hmm. Sentinels and everything, and then mm-hmm. the Covenant attacks, when they're, like, in their final throws and final battle, I know one of the Spartan 3s goes down, because she gets hit with a Hunter, and... Will just goes insane and, like, jumps down and does hand-to-hand combat with him, mm-hmm. and eventually just rips apart one of the hunters, like, taking the Legolo worms mm-hmm. out and just kills him, but then eventually takes a blast and just gets vaporized from, like, the yeah. midsection up. Mm-hmm. But pretty beautiful. And one of the things I love is that, you know, they always kind of talked about how Spartans are serious, they're these soldiers, but he was, like, a jokester. Mm-hmm. He was one who knew how to socialize, keep the environment alive, and Did just... a little tap dancing here and yeah, there. Yeah, and, like, and, like, always rub shoulders with kind of everyone. It wasn't just, like, with the Spartans, but, like, with the admirals, with the recruits, with the marines. Like, like talk to everybody. Mm-hmm. And so with that, given originality of six, pretty pretty unique character that, like I said, was different than all the other ones at the time that had the jokes. Like, you know, jokesters and whatnot are cool. But no, just kind of changed the way we saw Spartans. Importance of a four, he was integral with, obviously, Reach, but at the same time just didn't put anything after that to kind of affect the war. He did mm-hmm. punch a hunter. That's cool. <laughs> survivability of five. Survive the battle. Survive that, but then eventually dies. Loveability, a five. Cool character. I like me some Will. Badassery, a nine. He hand-to-hand combat a hunter. Yeah, you can't really get almost more badass than that. Like, you rip one of them apart. Come on. Yeah, not a lot of people can say they did that. No. So, total score of that gives him a 29 out of 50. All right. And then we have Anton 044, 
who was considered one of the most skilled scouts as a Spartan. He commanded Team Gamma during the fall of Reach, picked up Vice Admiral Danforth Whitcomb, and during the escape of Reach while repairing a conduit, died due to flash vaporization from a stray plasma yeah. round. So, so, so him and Lee... Yeah, sure, it's the same fate. Uh, it kind of those like silly ways of going out, be like, oh, like uh, how how uh, Checkman died in Legends. Yeah, not really. Like he didn't even know it was coming. Yeah, so unfortunate with that. Yeah, originality a three. Don't really know much. Importance a two. Admiral Danforth Whitcomb did do some things important, but it could be argued it wasn't as important for the grand scheme of thing of the war. We also have you know survivability a two. Didn't really go out that cool. Was just kind of. You know, it was just repairing something and died. Loveability is a three, badassery a two. I think if you die while repairing something, <laughs> you're not that cool. And it was just, you know, he was, he was, yeah, just the way if you read the book, just traditional Spartan. Yeah. That's what he had to do. Nothing yeah. really stand outy. So Anton 044 gets a big old 12 out of 50. And then we have Kichi, Kechi, 047. Kichi. Something like that. Um, but he served during the Harvest Campaign in February 2531. So if you want to add some more stuff to your Harvest game, mm-hmm. I will allow this. Okay, yeah. Because here's a pretty cool guy. <laughs> so he engaged the Covenant on Harvest's northern pole, charging their position with an AIE 486H machine gun, so just like a mounted gun, mm-hmm. hijacks a wraith, and turns the tide single-handedly of the skirmish. My dude. I mean... Doesn't really help much, but pretty <laughs> awesome. And unfortunately, he was listed as MIA on March 3rd, 2558. No. So originality, you don't really know anything mm-hmm. except for like brief hints of him that this happened. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. a one. There's not much to it. Importance in the overall scheme of it is a two. I mean, yeah. like definitely helped that battle out, but obviously that, lost that war. That battle, yeah. yeah. Survivability is a three. Like he obviously can kind of command himself, but unfortunately dies on harvest or mm-hmm. dies MIA later into the war in 58. Mm-hmm. So survives harvest, but don't know anything up past that. Lovability, you don't know him. Yeah, He's, yeah. It's, it's kind of like a legend. So it's a one, but badassery. This is where... This is where you get it. This is where you get you. This is this is me playing Halo. You just, <laughs> you just take a mounted gun, rip it off, sprint in, steal a wraith, turn the tide of battle. This dude's a Halo player. <laughs> so I thought it was cool. Gave him an eight, bumping his score up, which would have been terrible to an even not less worse, better terrible score, a fifteen out of fifty. Still pretty terrible. Oh, it's low. But now we actually have an OG here, mm-hmm. someone that's very near and dear to our hearts. Kurt 051. So, you know, after Sam 034's death, Kurt had replaced his position in Blue Team. Kurt saved Blue Team from the capture of the rebel General Howard Graves, and during a mission, a Shaw Fujikawa translate engine ruptured, sending him spinning into space. You know, because it was such a quote-unquote accident what happened. Uh, Yeah, because, as we know, this was all done by Oni and Colonel James Ackerson to get Kurt to train Multiple waves of Spartan threes, three companies total. Mm-hmm. And uh, during the Battle of Onyx, Kurt held off the Covenant forces while Tom, Lucy, and the rest of his his team went through uh, this rift into this other dimension, it's like dream world, dimension th- world, something. But he, his last words were, uh, "Spartans never die." Boom, blows them all up. Definitely gave his life to the cause. So originality, I uh, ate. He was 
awesome character. Yeah. Awesome. I, I thought the writing of it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Him as a character, like, starting off as just, like, another blue team character, but then, like, mm-hmm. oh, no, he's actually over here training Spartan 3s. Like, that's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. So then uh, Importance got a 10. Survivability got a 7. Lovability, a 9. He was a great character. One, a lot of people consider him one of their favorite characters. Mm-hmm. Us as well. We, we we love Curry. He's an awesome character. Badassery, a nine. And this gives, I think, our highest score right now mm-hmm. of a 43 out of 50. Kurt's up there. I mean, like I said, that, that lovability aspect of just such a unique character and one who has to battle with mm-hmm. losing all those Spartan threes. Like, he he is kind of like John, where, like, if you lose a comrade, it's on you forever. Mm-hmm. Well, he's losing hundreds. And, like, they yeah. all kind of, like, he lives with those ghosts of him. But then they come back at, like, the end when his, he's losing his life, mm-hmm. standing up to that elite. And, like, it all kind of comes. It's really, it's such a cool story arc. Mm-hmm. And now we get to a not-so-cool story arc. Oh, uh, get out of here. I'm, I'm just saying, unfortunately, for this guy. Unfortunately, Unfortunately yes, for this guy, we're on to George 052. Mm-hmm. He was attached to Special Warfare Group 3. He kind of bounced around and eventually became part of Noble Team uh, during the fall of Reach mm-hmm. with Call Simon Noble 5. Heavy weapon specialist. He's a big boy with a big old gun. Kind of a giveaway when you see him holding a big gun. For those of you who don't know, he's the only Spartan 2 that's part of Noble Team. Mm -hmm. And he sacrificed himself to stay behind to activate a bomb that helped open a slip space rupture in the center of the ship, kind of tearing it apart, thinking that that was the main vessel that they would have defeated the Covenant fleet. He was saving the day. He was saving his home planet. Yeah. And he, so he was going to do it. And then unfortunately, in the cut scene later, we see several other ships just jump out of space. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, he was kind of all for naught. Yeah. On this, originality, give him an eight. He's a well-crafted character that mm-hmm. has a loving heart. Um, he's, you know, as it seems, of Hungarian descent. Cause uh, I, yeah. Because I believe even the town he's from on Reach, correct? Mm-hmm. So the town he's from is actually a Hungarian town, mm-hmm. but they named it after. So I thought that was really cool. They actually put mm-hmm. like a little bit of backstory to him. <clears throat> he's a big old boy. He's, he's the gentle giant. He's the yeah. cliche gentle giant. Exactly. So he kind of lives that up to that, which I really mm-hmm. liked. Um, importance of a three, unfortunately. He tried, <laughs> but unfortunately did not lead to much. Survivability of four. I mean, under that beefy armor, he's still human-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> love ability, though, an eight. Mm-hmm. You got to love the character. You got to love the characters of Reach. As much as I do not enjoy the game, got to love people in it. Mm-hmm. Badass three and nine. He's a dude with a big gun. And he just shoots everything. He mounts up on the back of a truck, mm-hmm. stays behind. I, we've got a couple guys that stay behind for bombs. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, he's one that really touched our heart with it. Yeah, exactly. And he threw you out of a ship into a planet. Exactly. So what's the overall score for that one? So good Georgie, good old George, gets a 32 out of 50. He doesn't like Georgie. Don't call him Georgie. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So yeah, 32 out of 50, not bad. Now we have Margaret 053. So this is the leader of Black Team. Mm-hmm. You know, we are all very, very familiar with Black Team by now. Survived the the Yanmei prison, survived and crashed into Installation 1-4, where she was captured. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm reading the notes where she was captured by a <laughs> Jello monster and held <laughs> by a monitor for study. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she she escaped by using her helmet to bounce back lasers to destroy her cell and escape with an elite ref Ptolemy and helped black team kill the monitor prism. And, you know, unfortunately, as we said, spoiler, skip ahead like 10 seconds, killed by the didact because of John 117, <laughs> basically. <laughs> That's kind of his fault. I, 
<laughs> I love when you take the reins on the notes sometimes. <laughs> so originality, she's got an, uh, she's got an eight. Yeah, because uh, I'll, I'll I'll justify this. I'll jump in and justify a little bit of this because I know people will question this. They put a whole backstory for these people. Uh-huh. So we see Bla- we see Team Black kind of train up. We see them fight Red Team at the time. We mm-hmm. see them kind of get a cool other eye and all this stuff. So mm-hmm. and then uh, importance an eight, survivability an eight. Almost made it. Mm-hmm. Almost, almost made it. Lovability a six eh, for for some maybe more than others. You never yeah. know. <laughs> and then badassery a nine because she she used the helmet. She used the helmet like she's got this eye. She's like. She's got this eye. She got this eye, you know, <laughs> and she's she's quick with it. She's like, I'm gonna blow up that mag that's in this Jello monster, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna get us out of here. So I thought it was cool that first of all, all of Black Team kind of art elites were gonna work together, mm-hmm. and then just like let's get out of here. So then that gives old Margaret a 39 out of 50. That's a higher score. Mm-hmm. I like me some Team Black, and now we move over to Linda, our favorite sniper. 058. So obviously we've known Linda from the beginning, kind of an OG with John, with Team Blue, mm-hmm. Blue Team. I'm going to keep switching that back and forth because they switch it back and forth. Has obviously ran on multiple missions with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, like I think one of my favorites is when she's like up in, I'm going to give you guys a very, very, really bad description of this thing. But she's basically like pinned up in this rafter, just like taking sniper shots with like the most weird angst, like one leg wrapped around and like straddling it, mm-hmm. it's basically like Widowmaker and Overwatch. Whenever she has to s- shoot that robot, I'll take your word for you it. You know what it is. I'll take your word um, for it. So I love it. Uh, other thing with her, my favorite zombie. <laughs> so unfortunately, Linda does die at one point, uh, but Halsey, I guess, gets her into that stasis mm-hmm. fluid fast enough that it kind of doesn't deteriorate her. Yeah, sparks deteriorate her. over time. Like long, or they have a longer death clock i guess than humans it's, i'll take your word for it spa- I'm, bl- I'm blanking on if that's true or not it's space sci-fi whatever you want <laughs> so yeah so i mean you know her you love her you watched her sprint around stuff mm-hmm. shoot some stuff she's great originally eight i guess she's yep. one of the og characters we got mm-hmm. and the, she's like one of the longest running characters with chief as well correct and we knocked it down a little bit because she does hit, hit she's that cliche sniper class mm-hmm. it's not a perfect 10 with that but originally is there importance of an eight to a 10, depending on kind of what mission she's on. So we kind of mm. average it out to an 8. Survivability, she's a zombie, obviously an 11. <laughs> <laughs> Loveability is 7. Mm-hmm. Um, she's still a little cold, but I think she's there, and like you got to like really enjoy the character of her. Mm-hmm. And then Badassery is a 10. Like I said, mm-hmm. skill, best sniper around. She's better than Widowmaker, uh, who I suck at, but <laughs> she's there. Giving her a total overall almost perfect score of a 44 out of 50. All right. That, I think that's actually the highest one we have right now. Mm-hmm. So now we have Malcolm 059, uh, who had served on Red Team and died in a high-altitude jump from Red Team's Pelican, Bravo 001, along with three other Spartans. That was in a first strike. Yes, correct. When they, when they were coming down onto the, the surface of Reach. So we don't know a lot. I mean, I guess we could say survivability is a two, but, you know, other than that, not enough to give a real score. Yeah, I, I don't want to throw, I really don't want to throw him under the bus for this, because survivability would be like, a one? Like, yeah, he did make it through all this. You're not but throwing like, him under the bus, you're throwing him out of the Pelican. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. So that's good. Um, yeah, I, I would say not applicable applicable for mm-hmm. really anything we had for him. Yeah. And then we move over to Maria 062. We only see one time, and we see her in the first graphic novel. 
Mm -hmm. So she served as almost like a a test Spartan that we see, Mm because she mm -hmm. is the one who tests the new Mark VI Mjolnir armor. Uh Kind of going at these ODSTs and this kind of paintball course that we see in Songnam, United Korea. Mm-hmm. And she kind of talks about Chief a little bit, like, oh, he'll love this armor, kind of hinting that she's the a Spartan. The Chief? Yeah, and that kind of hints us back to that she's a Spartan, too, and that, you know, she knows these things, obviously. Mm-hmm. And from what we kind of get in some hints with Halsey's notes and the talk of a, like, not fit for duty Spartan who retires, which Spartans don't retire, mm-hmm. they kind of go on to elsewhere. But it's speculated that she may be possibly the only Spartan to retire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it's like theorized. I think even uh, Ian from Halo Cannon said it. it's like a, she's a test subject as mm-hmm. well. Like she's uh, that control, control subject yeah, a, to see, like, can they move on? Mm-hmm. And so that's where I threw originality at a 10. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's, it's the one aspect that is thrown around, is speculated with. There's no mm-hmm. other Spartan that can do it. And she was just a really neat character to have in that. As for importance, a one, yeah, she tested the armor. But it's not like they couldn't have found just another Spartan and pulled him off yeah. the field. Survivability, 10. So it's, as of what notes we have, she's in the reserves. So she has survived it mm-hmm. as far as it's noted. So it's a 10 for that. Loveability is 7. You got to kind of love like her just go-to mentality of like, oh, Chief will love this. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to retire. I'm going to do this. <laughs> I'm going to retire. Out of the few panels we have. <laughs> um, and Bad Ashria, 1. Uh, she- I'd give her a 2 at least. I mean, she, she just, does some cool stuff. Yeah, but every Spartan can do that. Touche. That's Touché. kind of my thing. It's like if, if we're leveling it on all the Spartans, everyone can kind of go through that combat course that she did. Mm-hmm. So it's a one. Giving her still a decent score mm-hmm. of 29 out of 50. All right. Now we have Sheila 065. So Sheila 065 was Dr. Halsey's bodyguard on Miradum, and she was killed by Thel Lotomy on board, allowing Dr. Halsey to get onto an evacuation craft. So we know enough about her to give her a score. Mm -hmm. So originality is a two. Importance is a two. Yeah, because she did help Halsey get on with, I believe it was Linda's body. That she kind of have next uh-huh. escape craft. Survivability, a three. Lovability is a two. And badassery is a three. Giving Sheila 065 a 12 out of 50. Mm-hmm. And now we're on to another quote. I don't want to call them washouts. You know, they, they did what they could. But here's a washout. <laughs> Soren 066. So he obviously... F- Failed the augmentation process, mm-hmm. became the hunchback of Notre Dame, or or you, you call him like a freak monster, earlier. yeah, or freak monster, or basically the tank. No, 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 even better, he is the charger from Left 4 Dead 2. Okay, I'll take that. Yes, but he had an interesting backstory. Mm-hmm. So in his childhood, his mother died early, and they kind of just like, oh, she she died of the sickness that's going around because they kind of ran basically a pot farm, like mm-hmm. they ran some illegal drug farm, and they didn't want to get like medicines and stuff, so she died. He eventually figures out that his stepdad had hid her body in the in their room, like mm-hmm. locked it away. So he goes like a goes crazy and like stabs him, lives in the woods for a bit and like starts to survive on his own, figure out what to eat. And like we talked about having Maria as kind of like this test subject, mm-hmm. Soren was one as well for Dr. Halsey because she actually gave him the choice. Yeah. Do you, you want to come with me? Mm-hmm. Do and you want to like, do this program? He's like, I'm homeless. Of course I want to come with <laughs> yeah. you. What kind of question is that? Yeah, I, I eat squirrels. <laughs> I eat squirrels, these weird mushrooms that they also eat. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so so enters the program, and, you know, at kind of each integral part, Halsey mm-hmm. asks, do you want to go through with this? Mm-hmm. Do you want to do the augmentation? And gives this thing of, like, 
you don't want to be left behind. So kind of like forcing it a little bit. You should play mind games with him. Oh, 100%. And so he goes through it, unfortunately becomes a charger and goes <laughs> rrr, 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 and charges through and gets tranked by Mendez and some other guys. They kind of lock him away and like, yeah, you're a disgusting monster. Here's a desk <laughs> they job. They didn't say that. Here's you're, a desk job. You're, um, <laughs> you're projecting your own feelings on this poor deformed oh, person. It's, it sucks, but he's a monster. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets this desk job and he starts to hate it and kind of resent that he's not being used. He's like, mm-hmm. I could I could use my one giant arm to smush some stuff. <laughs> and, stop. and so, unfortunately, your bro starts to radicalize him. Bro Parch? Bro Parch. <laughs> Parch. So bro Parch is kind of like, hey, I got it. I got a thing for you. There's these people who will love you. You can do your job. Plus, you don't have to be part of the UNSC and kind of starts yeah. to radicalize him. I think it's over like weeks or months or something. Yeah, I think so. And, like a slow burn, essentially. Yeah, because... Uh, Soren never wants to be left behind and wants kind of wants a family. That's kind mm-hmm. of what he's always wanted. So he starts to go with them. They try and steal from the UNSC, and then that's where we find Randall mm-hmm. uh, before he becomes super badass. They attempt to escape, and then Parch ends up getting shot. Or no, no, he just gets shot. Sorry. They get hit, and he dies of, like, going down. Trauma. Trauma and, yeah, like, who all that stuff. I'm not a doctor. Yeah, and so it crashes, and they never discover the remains of Soren, so it's kind of inferred that he went back into the forest of mm-hmm. Reach, and now he's uh, George of the Jungle. Yeah. Well, well, he's supposed to be in the upcoming television show. Yeah. He, he's supposed to be the leader of the insurrection, which I don't... Cool. Hunchback of Notre Dame 2. I, I, Fall of Reach. I'm just gonna say right now, I disagree with that. I, I liked the idea that he just it was disappeared just, in the woods. Why not just have it be a story like Legends? Why not just have it be a one-off thing that's like that's cool. You see a failed experiment. Yeah. Let it be. But is it because they're like, oh, we haven't seen this character in a bit. Let's dig up this creepy, gross thing. And here's the thing. Will they make him creepier or gross? He'll probably be normal. Oh, if they do, I I'll guarantee, scream. I guarantee. If e- they do, I'll scream. Either, he, either he'll be normal or he'll be like, he'll hold one of his shoulders up while he's acting. <laughs> like, and, and one of his eyes will be a little squinted. Yeah, just one. 100%. They'll be like, oh, uh, actually, the insurrectionists discovered how to reverse everything like Oni. <laughs> there you go. So, all right. So let's get to let's get to his score. Originality gave him a five because um, obviously he has an int- a really interesting backstory. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff that goes with him. Importance. Um, as far as the war, zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, grand scheme of things, nothing. No, like like it definitely helps Halsey and her sick ways mm-hmm. play with these kids, but that's about it. Survivability of seven. Obviously, we don't know his fate. Now we kind of do with this show potentially. But I would say it's a seven. He survived the program, but he's disfigured. Wasn't fully a Spartan, but kind of still has a super strength of it, but knows the woods, knows how to eat squirrels and the squirrels' <laughs> mushrooms. Lovability is six. You got to get behind him. Like mm. <clears throat> all the trauma he's been through and kind of what Halsey's kind of forced on him sucks. Mm-hmm. And badassery, I gave him a two mostly because his strength is there, but I think he still has that mind of a child. Anyone who eats squirrels is pretty badass to me. Okay, I, you know what? I take that back. Servers, change the score for me. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, I'm going to actually... You're right. I'm up as badass because I, I was thinking this differently. Mm-hmm. I'm do a five. Oh, okay. I'm going to bump that because he, okay. he did survive all that. He's now surviving in the woods potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to bump that to a five. Okay. And that'll give him a total score of 23 out of 50. So I bumped him above that 20 mark. Okay, okay, okay. I respect that. I mm-hmm. respect that. Mm-hmm. All right, now we have Solomon 069. <laughs> Here's one of my favorite scores. <laughs> oh, my God. 
So served in Operation Warm Blanket, which is the package in Halo mm-hmm. Legends. Uh, worked alongside Arthur, Kelly, Fred, and John. And he was killed when he entered a Covenant hangar to see an antimatter charge waiting for him like a big old idiot. So originality, two, we knew nothing about him. Importance, zero. He uh, he was on the mission. <laughs> survivability, a one. He went. He dropped pretty quickly. Yeah. Lovability a zero. We knew nothing about this guy nope. other than it was a hothead. No one loves a hothead. Nope. Badassery is a one. Mostly, Giving, mostly because he charged in first. That's what he gets. Giving old Solomon 069 a four out of 50. Is this our lowest one That's yet? our lowest it's one It's our yet. lowest one right and now. And you know what? Unfortunately, he's a big old waste of call sign, too. 069 is wasted on this guy. <laughs> what are you doing, 343? All I'm saying is the comic relief could have been 069. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just saying. And now we have a, a, a slow burn coming up on a couple of these because now we have Cassandra 075, who was severely crippled during her augmentation process. And she ended up like reaching out to John later in life after the fall of Insulation 4. And was just like, we're here for you. We got your back, bud. Thanks, you weirdo. That's about it. I, you can't give her a score. A lot of these people have failed the augmentation process. There's not anything about it except mm-hmm. for like blurbs in like Halsey's journal or blurbs mm-hmm. in like some installation stuff. That's about it. So, Cassandra, unfortunately, you are not applicable. Yep. You don't get a score. Arthur, though, you do get a score. Because, (laughs) so Arthur was the other Spartan that had, spoiler alert, died on Operation Warm Blanket Mm -hmm. in Legends. So he comes from a crime syndicate family from Herschel, and he died on his booster frame when it was crushed. (laughs) When it was crushed between two ships. At least Solomon kind of died cooler. Originality was a three, only because he comes from a crime syndicate. Right. I had to bump it up a little bit. That's pretty cool. Importance zero, because clearly the crime didn't teach you how to drive your <laughs> booster frame. He he had one of the most boring Star Wars deaths out there of like, oh, no, Red 4, watch out for those two ships slowly coming together. Ah! <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, survivability gets a one, lovability gets a zero because he's a criminal, and, <laughs> and badassery a one, giving him somehow a little, oh, yeah, because the crime syndicate the crime back syndicate, out. It, it bumped five, him up. Five out of 50, yeah. so he's a little higher than Solomon. The crime syndicate was there. I thought that was interesting. Little bump. Um, then we have Renee, 081 or 081. Mm-hmm. Um, so she, along with 12 others, was crippled during the augmentation process. She was stuck in a neutral buoyancy gel, just like our dude Kirk, and was stuck there for Halsey to be like, I'm going to fix ya. But really, you're just going to be the equivalent of goldfish in a tank. Yes. And so, unfortunately, like him, cannot mm-hmm. give her a score. She's not applicable. Mm-hmm. Yep. So moving on, we had Fahad. 084, who was friends with John117 and Sam034. Fahad sticks out for me because I think he was a more unique character in the fall of Reach. He failed the fifth augmentation procedure and developed Parkinson's disease because I remember at one point they described he's just in a wheelchair shaking Mm -hmm. horribly. So he eventually published a paper on slip space physics that helped Commander Jacob Keyes to predict the approach of Covenant forces on Sigma Antanas IV, turning the tide of the battle. One of the two Spartan twos to achieve the rank of lieutenant commander. I actually didn't know that. 
Yeah, so I, that, I thought that's, that's cool to see. I like because I liked Fahad. Yeah, and I, I thought it was really cool that these washouts and stuff. They actually did a lot of really important things with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So originality a three. Importance. Importance. I'm gonna change that. Give me a score on your importance. I'm changing this now. What would okay. you say? Importance. I'd say six. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd bump it up. I'd put it a little lower. But thinking back on obviously being there to kind of help Keys with that, and then mm-hmm. Keys in turn doing all this other stuff, and then Keys dropping cheese off. Like, it can all be kind of intertwined. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would definitely bumped it up a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, so, so let's say a six. Mm-hmm. So originality three, importance a six, survivability an eight, because never truly was a Spartan. Mm-hmm. Lovability is a two. I, I liked Fahad. Fahad was so enthusiastic until he probably hated the rest of his life. <laughs> yeah. And then badassery, a two. So, if, you know, if we bump it up at three, it gives us a 21 out of 50. Mm-hmm. So he's there. Like I said, I lowered a little bit because we do see him at the beginning, but obviously he fails augmentation mm-hmm. and kind of goes on to do, you know, UNSC stuff behind the scenes. And next we have Kelly, 087, another OG. And so Kelly, as we know her to be, is... is the fastest Spartan that's come out of the Spartan 2 program. Mm-hmm. She joined John early on, and they kind of figured their way out, especially trying to get that capture the flag, ring the bell, and serving various missions. Kelly was always able to kind of scout ahead as well mm-hmm. and, and get to know the area. And and we see her, especially in the package, just like sprinting through and just pulling guns from everywhere and just murking everything. Mm-hmm. So really cool story. She's obviously still along for the ride that we see. And has been such an integral part in the Halo universe itself. So, originality, seven. For me, the characters of the original blue team are kind of like your characters in your World of, World of Warcraft. So, like, you've got, like, your sniper. Mm-hmm. This is your kind of sprinter scout. And so, it's there. I like it. So, she's yeah, just, it's got a, her, uh, like, her class. Yeah, her class. Her class, mm-hmm. class, class skills, stuff like that. Importance, an eight- once again, that kind of differs per mission, but mm-hmm. overall of the war, super integral and in part of it. Mm-hmm. The survivability of 10, love billion 8, Kelly's awesome. Mm-hmm. She has a little bit of personality, which is great, mm-hmm. and it's fun to read about her. And badassery, obviously, an 8, uh-huh. giving her a total score of 41 out of 50. So pretty, break, pretty high score. Breaking that 40 mark. All right, then we have now Jerome 092. And, you know, as we all know, did die, was a washout, got brought back to life, eventually found themselves on that Forerunner planet. And again, you know, they were they were huge when it came to humanity's survival, preventing the Covenant from getting their hands on those Forerunner ships. Mm-hmm. And then they, they, they fought Atriox on the second Ark conflict. So for originality, got a five because Jerome is kind of cool, but he can still he's kind of like a different chief. Yeah, essentially uh, importance and eight again, can't emphasize them enough how important their events in the first Halo Wars were. Uh, survivability is 11 because zombies get 11 instantly. Mm-hmm. Loveability is a six because he gets a little kind of some cool personality very vaguely yeah. in uh, Halo Wars 2. Badassery is an eight, and that's the same with the rest of Red Team because those cutscenes are amazing. Yeah, and, and and once again, it's kind of like what we've seen with like Gamma, Red, all these guys mm-hmm. all kind of share that same score, mm-hmm. being like that same type of squad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Jerome 092 gets a 36 out of 50. There we go. And now we have Grace 093. Mm-hmm. She was kind of a principal uh, explosive expert. She was assigned to Gamma team with Anton and Lee mm-hmm. uh, during the fall of Reach. And although Anton and Lee unfortunately didn't survive with that plasma 
skirting blast they got hit with, Grace did make it through, and she unfortunately died during Operation First Strike when a brute struck her in the midsection three times with the brute shot, and it was pretty much right when they kind of started, and John ends up setting her armor up as a trap mm-hmm. and det- detonates it, killing several elites and killing dozens and dozens of grunts, yeah. and you know he kind of makes a remark that, you know, she would have wanted to go out that way, like mm-hmm. taking down as many Covenant as possible. Well, my blood splattered <laughs> yeah. up on the, the wall. That's what you need. So originality, I gave Grace a three, um, you know, kind of that explosives expert, uh, but, you know, only know a little bit about her kind of jumping from the end of the, f- kind of jumping from the end of Fall Reach to kind of into First Strike a little mm-hmm. bit with that. Importance, a three. Survivability, a four. Made it through here, but obviously lost to the first brute she kind of saw. Mm-hmm. Loveability, a four. Knew a little bit about her. Talked to her a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. on the plane, just, hey, how's it going? But badassery, because of that death blow, gives her a six. <laughs> so I thought it was awesome. Um, I, th- I thought it was it was a neat way that they kind of talked about, like, hey, we need to make sure the armor doesn't get into enemy hands, but also set it up as a trap. Uh, it was pretty cool. And that went ahead and gave her a total score of 20 out of 50. And going on to another one I find super, super interesting mm-hmm. that's kind of really only talked about within Halsey's journals and I, I think maybe one other place is Caleb095, who was a selected candidate for the program, but eluded his captors and was never captured for the program, but still achieved a numeric rank. Mm-hmm. But he was conscripted to have his official destination as 095. And I guess during his childhood, he suffered an injury that gave him precognition so he, he could almost see the future, is kind of what they were saying happened to him. Okay. And so they were kind of saying he's incredibly smart, he's precognition, so they're attributing that. I think it's kind of like Halsey's way of saying, oh, he could see the future, that's why we couldn't capture him. Okay. I, I think okay, that's kind of what Halsey. I'm seeing with it. So I gave him an originality of three. Because obviously we don't know much about the character, but I thought... see the future, bro. I thought that was kind of cool. You know, not even becoming a Spartan. Being the only civilian never to be conscripted to be given an actual rank, Mm -hmm. but never to achieve it, I guess you would say. Um, Importance, zero. Nothing happened. Survivability, I don't know. He might be alive, might not be. Zero. We never had zero. Yeah. Zero, zero, zero across the board. All I guess is originality, because it was an interesting piece. Mm -hmm. I wanted to throw him in, just because found him as still being a... on the Spartan rank, but never there. Mm-hmm. So he gets a three out of 50. Horrible. Horrible. <laughs> I mean, he's the highest civilian on here. I will say that. <laughs> All right. Now we have Musa 096. So during augmentation, his body had rejected some of the procedures and forced him into a wheelchair for the rest of his life. And, you know, the cliche thing, he thought that the the Spartan 2 program was a disgrace and morally repugnant and held a grudge against Dr. Halsey ever since. And he would go on to eventually head the Spartan 4 program after the Human Covenant War mm-hmm. and achieved the rank of Rear Admiral. And I believe he was the second highest. Mm-hmm. So obviously we had the first that like led Oni, mm-hmm. and now we have him as, as Vice Admiral, which is the second highest rank a Spartan ever achieved. Mm-hmm. So for originality, he gets a 4. Importance, he gets a 10. Mm-hmm. Survivability, he gets a 4. Because he never survived the augmentation process, and he st- he did not do well afterwards physically. And here's the thing: this is this is not to knock him with disabilities, but if we go to my stair chest, my stair test, he's not going to survive the stair test. Is that just pushing someone down the stairs? Well, he's also in a wheelchair, so he can't even go down the stairs. But yes, it's if someone can die from falling down the stairs. Okay. Uh- <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Lovability, he gets a one. And then badassery, he gets a four. Yeah, still still survived it. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. like, it's confined to this wheelchair. But, like, it's like, once again, I love these characters. Like, I don't care about my disability. I don't care what's happened. I'm going to make the most of what this is mm-hmm. and achieve my highest yeah. possible self. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with lovability out of one because he's... uh you know, created the boring Spartan fours, but I digress. <laughs> and then that leaves with the final score of 23 out of 50 for our boy Musa 096. And now to cap off Omega Team, we have August 099, who once again was Leon and Robert, was in your Halo Wars, kind of mentioned Halo Wars 2 a bit. Uh, so we'll just jump to it. Originality of four, importance of six, survivability of 10. Uh, lovability, a three, badassery, a three. Kind of your bog standard Spartan across the board. <laughs> Gets a 26 out of 50. There we go. Now we have uh, number four. We have black four, uh, Victor 101. So jealous of Margaret and Otto's relationship resulting in false memories. Kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, as we know, survived the Yanmei prison outbreak. Formed a bond and made the attempt to partner up with a covenant to save the captors on installation 1-4. And was, as we know, spoiler, skip ahead, killed by the ear didact on installation 3. Because you, of John 117. Yeah, you left out in the notes because of John 117. <laughs> and for the most part, I mean, we're, we're kind of skimming through the rest of Black Team because their story all, you know, is for the most yeah. part the same other than who was making out with who at one point yeah, it's, it's and pretty who much, lost an eye. Yeah, all we see the differences is really a little bit within evolutions about who saves who, who kind of mm-hmm. like handles what. Mm-hmm. And then obviously within Bloodline, you obviously get his memory thing, mm-hmm. um, and just a little bit of, of their past as growing up as Team Black. For originality, we're going to give Victor a four. Importance, we get an eight. Survivability, we get an eight. Almost made it. Mm-hmm. Loveability, a four. Kind of a dick. And then badassery, a five. Giving Victor a 29 out of 50. Now, I think, unfortunately, we rated him as lowest in Team Black. I think he's more yeah, of a liability. Yeah, yeah, and he's just he definitely a snitch and definitely more of a liability. Yeah, because like, he went off the rails. Uh, yeah, he, he snipes uh, Black 2. Like, then then when they get their mind cleared from the monitor, uh-huh. he's still fighting Black 3. Yeah, because he's, he's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. So, after victory, we move on to Ralph 103. Mm-hmm. And so, Ralph was one of the Spartans who... A couple weeks after augmentation, mm-hmm. escaped with Daisy, Joseph, and two other Spartans and rebelled against their trainers. Mm-hmm. And they all kind of went back to their families. The one thing with Ralph, though, as opposed to Daisy, he did kill his Flash clone. Mm-hmm. Murderer. Um, and with this, he was actually discharged from the Spartan program due to psychological conditions and ended up living with an adoptive family. Mm-hmm. Instead so, of just going back to his family. Yeah, well, he did kill the clone right in front of him. So, <laughs> so there was that. But he, eventually he joined the UNSC. Marine Corps division of it. Mm-hmm. And as we know, within the anime, he died assisting Daisy. He was the Marine who came back that she knew mm-hmm. um, and unfortunately died to some delicious cannon fire. <laughs> um, so originally with him, I gave him a two. Daisy kind of shined with me in her story. His was very interesting as well, but kind of wet blanket at the end of it. He just kind of left the program. Mm-hmm. Um, importance of two. Survivability, a two, left the program and still died kind of before it was over. <laughs> Loveability, two, he just kind of was there. He's a murderer. Yeah, he's a murderer and just kind of marine. And then badassery, a two, nothing, giving him. Nothing's cool about killing your clone, bro. No, give him a 10 out of 50. Well, there you go. Now we have Fred 104. 
And I mean, Fred is definitely one of the favorites in the Finish the Fight studio. Fred's really, really cool. You know, he's been there since almost day one. Mm -hmm. Blue team. And again, like like Kelly and like Linda, he's still active even all up until Halo 5. You know, he was part of Operation First Strike. He was in Ghosts of Onyx. He's in some other books that we're going to be covering uh, here soon. But he's just like he's a a knife expert, which we we were talking about before. Like, that's why why he gets his badassery score the way he Mm -hmm. does. Because it's like, what does he do while he's just hanging out? He just hangs out and has a knife on his finger. But, you know, he also fought on uh, the surface of Reach. He was there with Halsey and whatnot. So I'd say definitely, you know, there's so much we can put in with Fred, but if you've been following us this far, you know him well enough to know that originality, he gets a 7. Importance, he gets an 8. Survivability, he gets a 10. Not a zombie. He's not a zombie, but he's still active and kicking. Loveability, he gets a 6. And Badassery, he gets a 9, with a total of 40 out of 50. So another 40 breaker. Yeah. Coming up, we might have one as well. Because we got Adriana, 111. Mm-hmm. So she is uh, another member of Great Team. Mm-hmm. So with her and Jai, they attempt to escape several times. And like we said before, Adriana kind of ends up liking the program. And when they escape, when they, Jai's like, we need to leave again. And she's like, mm, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. We can, we can stay here. Why we can stay. not? So... She convinces Great Team. Oh, and then whenever they go over to the rubble, she actually convinces Great Team to help. Mm-hmm. She's the one who kind of sympathizes with them. Is like, no, we need to kind of do this mm-hmm. and help them out. She helps the rubble repel the Covenant invasion, get the Kigar out of there, fight everything off, um, and just becomes a badass reassassin. Mm-hmm. So originality is seven. Importance is a nine. As great as I kind of gave all of Great Team, just because we don't know a lot of what they do, but they know it's a huge importance to the war effort. Mm-hmm. Uh, survivability a 10, loveability a 6, she's still a little cold, but you gotta love her. Badassery, a 9, just a stone-cold gray murderer. Mm-hmm. Love it. <laughs> Giving her a total of 41 out of 50. That's one of the higher ones up there. Now let's move on to John117. I'm just gonna say, I disagree with your score. This is this is an unofficial score here. You're cause... right, this score should be lower. <laughs> okay. Uh, and as you say so appropriately in the notes, I mean, come on. You know who he is. I mean, of course, this one we don't really have to detail anything out, but you can't deny. Uh, Yes, we do. Read my notes. (laughs) Okay, we're going to read Alex's notes. Cool guy. Shoots aliens. Gives you all them one-liners. Loves an AI. There you go. (laughs) But no, you you can't deny in the, the Halo story, especially around the end of the war, he became one of the more important figures in the whole story. Sure. Period. Like, love him or hate him, you know, you, you are not by any means the only guy that dislikes Master Chief. There's plenty of people, but you can't deny his importance in this story because it's all revolved around him. Because Mm -hmm. the way I look at it, most of the games are around him and that's what's important. No, take out that mentality. Take out the mentality that we're playing the game right now and put it into just in the universe of these Spartans and look at it at a very cold objectiveness. Okay, if that's the case, then yes, he is. He is a very small part. He's about as active as the rest of these Spartans. Correct. But when you look at the lore and everything, he is the most important one, hands down. Well, we can agree to disagree. Okay, that's that's fine. We won't get too heated. Originality of five, I'll give you that. Importance, a 10. Mm-hmm. Survivability, a 10. Lovability, I don't agree with this. You gave him a two. Yeah, he's boring. I li- but I like that because you got re- to realize when they created Master Chief, 
It was to project. They wanted to replicate Doom Guy. No, it was to project yourself into him. It wasn't. It wasn't to give he him too many personality. That's why they made it from third person to no. To I, first. Person. I totally agree. And and I'm not. Once again, I'm not basing this on the games at all. I'm basing this on everything that we've read, that we've looked through so far, and off of what authors right. have written into his voice. And he's, agree with you there. And he's he's there. But as far as if I'm comparing this to the rest of the team, mm-hmm. like it's just lower on it. He's just yeah. he's. He's the school hall monitor. <laughs> He's that character that follows everything by the no, book. No, that was the guy that Soren fought with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then he becomes a badass, which <laughs> which I, I, I give him. He gets a 10 for badassery. He does. Whatever. So that gives us a 37 out of 50 for the legendary John 117. Sure. Call him legendary. <laughs> uh, then we move over to an even better Spartan. Mike 120, Mike 120, uh, who's another member of Great Team. Mm-hmm. He is an expert with tech and computers. He, with I think one of my favorite kind of stories about them as young Spartans, he attempts to steal a pelican mm-hmm. while he's in training. And when they go after him, he crashes it. And he like destroys it. He's like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, what? what pelican? Yeah. And so whenever Adriana and Jai finally like, all right, we'll stay. They're like, all right, cool. You get the pyromaniac kid in your team. Mm-hmm. And so the three of them form great team. Obviously, they operate behind enemy lines. They help save the people of the rubble. And he has designed various devices, such as uh, an EMP bomb to disable the Kestrel, which is one of the ships that they were chasing to kind of protect the rubble and fighting against what's his face? That escapes, but Delgado, Del Rio, I, yeah. can't, I can't remember the names. Yeah, Doritos and uh, Fritos <laughs> were there. <laughs> so yeah, so so really awesome with within that, and I love seeing that aspect. And that's why I give him an originality of seven. He has more to him, and if we want to go back to Master Chief having a five and this guy having a seven, Chief is just lucky. Like that's his mm-hmm. trait. That that's it. Like he's he is he is across the board in in evenness. Mm-hmm. But he, for some reason, when he was playing his character, decided Max his luck trait in Fallout and is now doing really well. Uh-huh. Um, so I give him a 7 for being an expert in tech and computers and also being an assassin, basically. Um, an importance of 10, a survivability of 10, a lovability of 3. He's a quiet, kind of weird dude that doesn't talk much. <laughs> quiet weirdo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> plays with circuit boards. Mm, and a bad badassery of 9. Mm-hmm. As, like I said, I've given mm-hmm. all-grade team, uh, given him a 39 out of 50, just one shy of the 40 club. All right. And then now we have Joseph 122. He escaped a few weeks after augmentation procedures with Daisy, Ralph and Oscar and was caught by the UNSC shortly afterwards. Can't we can't give any amount of score to this. Not applicable. And that's it cuz he didn't go to meet his flash clone. Mm-hmm. He didn't go out. He was like Got nothing. He was just like whistling, flipping a quarter in the air and they're mm-hmm. just like you're coming back. He's like, "Oh." And then we have another one, Kai 125 who is a Spartan that fought during the Human Covenant War and will appear in the Halo television series. That's a new one that we don't know anything about, so we cannot give Kai a rating. Mm-hmm. And now we get to, I think, probably one of the sadder cases of all this, which is Oscar 129. Mm-hmm. And Oscar was another one of those with Daisy, Ralph, and Joseph that left after augmentation. Mm-hmm. His family did not know that he disappeared, obviously, because they had a flash clone. It was in a wheelchair, very similar to Daisy's. Mm-hmm. And... He couldn't deal with it. So like, as he left, like the family called the police on him. He's like running away. He couldn't really figure out anywhere to go. So unfortunately, he shot himself. Yep. And I, I don't personally want to give him a score on this because 
there's really nothing to go by on this. Yeah, and if we give him a low score, we're just jerks. Yeah, at that and point, it's and it, so in this point, like you're not really basing him on the war itself. Like he kind of deal with mm-hmm. all of them had to deal with something that like they didn't agree with, and kind of you know he dealt with it in a way that unfortunately was how he did mm-hmm. it. So of course, then we have Alice one thirty one, and again we we all know Alice that conflict on that Forerunner world, and then in the second conflict on the Ark. Mm-hmm. I think she stands out above Red Team when it comes to her personality, I sure. will say. I think she she has a better personality and a little bit more originality. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give her a seven on, or I'll give her a six on originality. Importance, I'll give her an eight. Survivability, a ten. Lovability, I'll give a six. And badassery, I'll give an eight for an overall 38 out of 50. Mm-hmm. And now we jump to another new Spartans at the universe of Anak, 134. Once again, Spartan 2, who fought during the Human Covenant War, uh, will also appear in the Halo television series. And we'll see more. And um, that's it. Yeah, that's it for there. Why don't you, uh, why don't you go to the next one? Yeah, so then we have Cal, our, our awesome Spartan from Halo Legends. You know, Our, our anime bride. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was sent to assassinate a minor prophet with the ODST Dutch, O'Brien, Cortez, and Checkman. Hauled an ODST pod out of a swamp. Caught a brute chieftain's hammer mid-swing. So she, she did eventually die protecting O'Brien for a second time because she sustained a head trauma from the brute chieftain and died after telling O'Brien to take a shot and kill the minor prophet. Which, it's a minor prophet. Don't get too excited, O'Brien. But from those charts you saw, it's a lot of arrows going around <laughs> trade routes. <laughs> so yeah, so... Originality, we have a six. Importance, we have a three. Survivability, we have a six. Lovability, a five. And badassery, an eight, with an overall score of 28 out of 50. Yeah, I mean, name another Spartan that just goes and like grabs a mm. brute hammer mid swing. Yeah, I, I'd say I'd give importance maybe a little higher just because we don't know how important that trade route was. I guess it would be a speculated but higher thing, score. She didn't take the shot. But she protected O'Brien, who did take the shot. But if she didn't protect O'Brien, she probably could have killed the chieftain and done the shot herself. Speculation, my friend. Yes. That's all That's all this is. We're speculating over important, science fiction. Importance three question mark. That's what you get. <laughs> uh, and to wrap it up, and I know there's a couple unlisted Spartans that were like Red Team 43 or, or, or any of those. I left those out because those are just not applicable. Yeah. And I mean, up- point yeah we'll we'll run down the list at the very end be like bep, 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 they're yeah. not in this yeah so we have roma 143 and so this is wrapping up our team black this mm-hmm. is black 2 we first got introduced to roma as kind of the main character of the evolution story yeah. she's the one who discovered Hopalong, mm-hmm. the yanmei that I was love, injured I love, that name. I love that name oh so much. so good so the yanmei that was injured that fixed like the communication box uh-huh. and like, was able to talk uh-huh. and they kept saying freedom and they're thinking oh you want to you want to get out of here L- little did they know that it was actually freedom of this oppression and they started attacking in this prison uh-huh. eventually escapes stayed behind on the ship Whenever it crashed yeah. onto Installation 1-4. Becomes like, you know, the the minor character in Bloodline. Yeah. Kind of ironically. Yeah. And, and then, so she's kind of staying behind because she is the tech person. So I think mm. she's kind of like trying to get comms up and trying to figure things out. That's actually what she's doing the entire story. But obviously when the monitor kind of contacts her in her helmet that says, oh, you need to go here. You need to pick up the sniper to shoot this. These are actually hunters. Mm-hmm. She gets shot in the head by Black 4, goes down, looks like she's dead. 
but the biofoam saves her. She comes back. It's a badass. Opens fire. Um, but unfortunately, spoiler alert coming up as well. She's killed by the Erdidact in Insulation 3 in a really dumb way. And so to finalize this score, I've got originality of a five. Once again, kind of a techie person. They have a role, I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. Gives them up there. Importance is an eight. Kind of Team Black taking down that insulation. You know, dealing with a couple other aspects of it. Saving those ships. Survivability, an eight. Once again, like you said, almost made it. Mm-hmm. Loveability of five, kind of even across the board. Badass for a six. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of the tech stuff. Survive that gunshot wound. There. Mm-hmm. I think it was the lowest of black team, the 32 out of 50. All right. And then, you know, we have candidates 116, 118, 119, 121, 123, and 124. We don't know really anything about, so we can't do any scores. And Karis 137, again, someone we know next to nothing about. So these are Spartans that just weren't even acknowledged, essentially, other Mm -hmm. than just right now. With that, let's run down our top 10, like our top 10 scores. And to start off our ESPN uh, top 10 of the week, Mm -hmm. our hot takes... Uh, number 10, we have Randall, 037. Like I said, cool dude, fell out of the sky, landed in the ocean, Yeah, blew up a bomb, makes it to our number 10 spot. And for number 9, we have uh, John 117. Mm-hmm. Now remember, we, we didn't just rate this on the importance of their contribution to the war. It was also their personality and other things, like how lovable they are, et cetera, et cetera. So, I'm surprised he made 9. Uh, I mean, yeah, clearly if we made it just how important was he to the war, he'd be number 1, and that'd be a boring list. Yeah. Yeah, we, I want to add more to it, because number 8 brings us Alice, 130. Number seven, we have Mike 120. Number six is Margaret 053. Then Fred 104 for the number five spot. Four spots, Adriana 111. Number three is Kelly 087. And number two is Kurt 051. And number one is Linda 058. Which you would think that's the list. It's skewed a little bit because we actually left one Spartan out who's actually got the number one spot. But it's unfair to put him here. How so? Because the number one Spartan out there that scores a 10 in originality, 100%, a 10 in importance, because he's (laughs) the only one to fight a super brute. A 10. (laughs) You know what? An 11 in survivability, because not only is he eaten by a dinosaur and crushed by a dinosaur, he survives it all. A 10 in lovability. Who doesn't want this man in our hearts? (laughs) And a 10 in badassery because he punched that super brute and helped mama send it to space. That's right. I am talking about Spartan 1, 3, 3, 7. The Spartan that they, for some reason, they wrote out of this great lore. Our beautiful elite boy, Spartan elite, Spartan 1337. Spartan elite. Honestly, the savior of this whole universe. Savior of this whole universe. He is actually number one. I know Mm -hmm. we're going to get a few people that unsubscribe to us on YouTube just because we put Master Chief number nine. But, you know, at the end of the day, this is... You know, a subjective list. Oh, it's, no, it's, it's a matter of fact list. If Spartan one three three seven is not there. This is a petition that if Spartan one three three seven is not made canonical by the end of the year, they'll be hell to pay. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> so I'm saying, I'm just, got, I'm just saying, just turn it out there. <laughs> All right. Well, tell us what you thought and who should be on your top ten. Yeah. Le- seriously, let us know your your top ten. I know ours was kind of goofy, and we kind of made parameters around because, mm-hmm. like we said. If it was based on importance of the Halo franchise or Halo series itself, John would be top. 
pretty much blue team would be one, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with Locke being number five. What? Not a Spartan two, but just in Spartans in general, because he's just a great man. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but Sp- Spartan two list. Like, let us know. Let us know. You know who you think should be higher, who you think should be lower. Why you think uh, ferrets should be the name of the sweet bike things they drove? Booster frames? Booster frames, yeah, The booster yeah, yeah. frames? The ferrets. Um, <laughs> and Jello Monster should be canonical naming. So... <laughs> I thought it was Rhubarb Pie Monster. Or Robot. Yes, Rhubarb Pie Monster's good. Jello Monster, whatever you want. Honestly, you let us know. Uh, this is a fun one. Honestly, this is one of our bonus episodes. You know, so, so if you are a patron, obviously you voted for this hot pile of greatness. And if you're not, like, you, you can turn the tide. You can change it up. Jo- we- join our patron and be the one to say, I don't want them to talk if about that. If you want that. me to never do this again, you get the power. <laughs> <laughs> you do. You get, you know, join our Patreon. You can vote. When you when you join, you can be part of our game nights. You also get some cool art, mm-hmm. uh, access to these notes, to our, all of our episode thumbnails. Yeah. Uh, and I do love that our patrons do go through our notes and talk to us about them afterwards. I think it's awesome. So... Sign up if you're interested in any of that, and if not, still continue to listen because fun episodes like this, you know, it's definitely more of just a sit back and relax episode for us. Yeah, it's it's just to really give you guys a little bit of, obviously, if you didn't know all the Spartans, now you kind of have an idea, a very, very, very vague general idea of who they are, but at least you mm-hmm. know that there are more out there. You know, I learned a little bit with this, and you learned a little bit doing this research, mm-hmm. of just little tidbits that we kind of pulled. So yeah, just just thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate you. Yeah, and as always, you know, be sure to join our Discord. People are joining more and more every day. It's a really cool community. People are loving it, us especially. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. If you ever have a question or anything like that, please shoot us a message. We love to talk to you. And... Above all else, you know, you can find us on YouTube, SoundCloud, basically any podcast platform out there we're on. And if not, let us know and we'll get on there so you can listen to us there as well. For sure. And with that, I'm your host, Jesse Reiners. And I'm your host, Alex Kendall. And thank you for tuning in to Finish the Fight, a Halo podcast. Halo, it's finished. No, I think we're just getting started. 